Hello and welcome to another segment of Open House here at Community Media. I am Raymond Galker and this is the show where we open our doors here at Community Media and invite people from our area, our community, who do outstanding things for the community. And we like to celebrate their selflessness and there's a lot of people that make this community a great place to live. And we're very lucky here today. We have one of our favorite organizations with us um, who serves those who served. Uh, we have Roots for Boots, and we have Christy Lucas, who is the founder, president, CEO, but most importantly, the general, <laughs> the General Lucas. So. Welcome, Chrissy. Thank you so much for having me, especially for this segment. This segment is very uh, special. It is. It's uh, uh, a theme is is Memorial Day. We mm -hmm. have a memorial. Memo yeah. Memorial we have a Day. Yes. See, I tried. <laughs> Boy, I hope you just keep that one in there, Mark. We have Memorial Day coming up, and uh, you have two individuals here to help us celebrate this concept. Mm -hmm. We have uh, we have Chad Reynolds. And we have L Lyndon Sampang. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. So um, Memorial Day uh, started uh, right about the time of the Civil War, right. and um, it actually uh, was called Decoration Day, and they would decorate the graves of the fallen. Right. So, um, what does Memorial Day mean to you? Well, to me, Memorial Day is, is twofold. So you have, it's more of a solemn holiday. So we definitely want to honor the fallen. That, that's what it's about. But the fallen loved our country, just as, as we love our country. They, they loved America, and they loved everything America stood for. So just because they've passed on doesn't mean that patriotism has to die as well. So I think the best way to honor them is to keep that patriotism going. So things like, like we do on, on Memorial Day, like parades and, and things like that, we need to keep that going. But also, I want to stress that veterans need to tell their stories. Because Roots for Boots would have never been started without the stories and the struggles that I heard. So I think on that day, we need to definitely honor the fallen and then celebrate our patriotism and just keep that going. So, um, Chad, you said something before we started that was, was you know, touching mm -hmm. to my heart. Mm -hmm. And that was, you think Memorial Day is 360 days a year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the full year for, for us veterans um, because we are, we are remembering our fallen every single day. Um, you know, the, the cookouts and everything are great. Just take that, that few minutes to, even someone that you don't know, is to, to give thanks for, for their sacrifices. So, and you do that through Roots for Boots. Yeah. Roots for, for Boots takes and uh, serves those veterans who are in need mm -hmm. and, and their families. Yep. Could you tell us a little bit more from your own words, what Roots for Roots is? Sure, so we're a, a grassroots nonprofit. We're 100% volunteer and we're 100% funded by the community. And what we try to do is to, to meet whatever need or challenge a veteran active duty or military family would have. 
So that would include things like helping with rent and utilities, home repairs, car repairs. We run a monthly food bank on the second Tuesday of every month out of the uh, markets at Hanover. And we also have supplied almost 20 of the all-terrain action track chairs. Are you up to 20? Uh-huh. And you do one or so a year? We do more than one now. Is that right? They're very expensive. They start around $15,000, and they go up from there. And Chad's one of our, our track chair veterans, number 16? 14. Oh, yes. 14. 14. He's 14. <laughs> yeah. You need to get a, a, a jersey that has 14 on the back. <laughs> I should. Yeah, I, it would help me. <laughs> <laughs> See, if we get those, everyone that gets the, the track chair gets one of the work shirts with yes, their number. With on their the, number, that's great. <laughs> that would be great. But I know that track chair has changed his life. They're one of my favorite things to get for our veterans. Yeah. Would you like to tell the story, Chad, of your of yourself? Um, so, when I came home, I was doing pretty good, and then I started having issues with mobility, um, and I noticed that going out hunting, I wasn't able to walk as far in, or if I did get something, I wasn't able to pull it back out. Uh, so that just discouraged me from going hunting. Uh, I have three acres at the house, uh, so I have a special needs daughter. So walking with her is, was almost impossible. You know, I, I fell, she started falling, I almost fell on her. Uh, so that discouraged me from walking with her. Um, then I had applied for a chair. Um, it was kind of one of those, I don't deserve it. There's mm -hmm. more people that deserve that it more than me. Um, and then the day that I got my chair, I was just going to support a Roots for Boots event. <laughs> uh, my wife had known about it, that I was getting it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were like, hey, we need a flag line. So I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, let me get all the vets to help. Mm -hmm. So we round up all the vets, and they're like, okay, we want you up front. They were all in on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then when Christy started talking about my story, because uh, we had to write a letter of why we thought we, how it could affect our lives. Um, it, it's very emotional to now get that lost freedom back. Um, I've been on several hunts with that chair already. Uh, I have, have put that chair to use. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a life-changing piece of equipment uh, to now have that freedom back that I thought I lost. Uh, so it was, it's, it's emotional. Mm -hmm. And that day, I, we, we totally surprised him. Mm -hmm. Totally, I think you were totally shocked. Yeah. And I had him right up front holding the army flag. Mm -hmm. So he, he, was, he was right up there. And, um, but first there were tears and then there was a big smile. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, because now, I mean, in seeing other veterans with those chairs, you know that freedom is back. Um, now I can take my daughter anywhere on the property um, I have to hide it now because she loves it so much. <laughs> uh, she'll get home from school and, and tap on it, like, uh -huh. you know, hey, let's go. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and I'm not even home from work yet. Uh, but it's, 
it's life-changing enough that I've put a couple veterans yes. in touch. Uh, one has got their chair, um, and the other one, we're waiting yet, so. And you had no idea. They were able to keep it from you, Chad. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I pick on my wife all the time that that's very deceitful <laughs> um, um, to, to surprise me like that, but you know, I, I'm glad it happened that way. Yeah, me too. Uh, it brought a little bit of emotion out that I haven't had in years. Uh, and my wife laughs all the time. Uh, but it's, it, it's good to, to slowly bring those emotions back out that I've locked away for years, so. So for serving in the military, um, you have a story. Can you, can you share your story a little bit with us? Um, yeah, so it was a tour in Iraq. Um, I was a Navy EOD gunner for, I was in the Army, but I was attached to a Navy EOD team. Um, through several explosions, IED blasts that rolled my vehicle, uh, caused traumatic brain injury. So keeping, it, it's basically bruised my brain and affected my brain in parts. Um, so the, the thought process doesn't always line up like it should. Um, somehow I developed severe nerve damage uh, throughout my whole body. So for me, walking has become a challenge. Uh, my legs randomly give out. Uh, I'll fall, I've fallen down the steps, fallen on concrete, uh, fallen with my kid. Um, so over the years, it has dramatically changed my life um, and all of it I didn't realize until after I started getting home, while I was deployed, I started losing the feeling in my hands. Um, and it was, okay, you know, I, I just got something pinched. Uh, and then as that deployment went on, um, we got out for an IED blast and I got around to the shoulder. Uh, someone from a mosque fired. Uh, it went through my body armor. Uh, luckily, it stopped it enough that it, it stopped at my shoulder blade uh, due to the distance and then the, the, the body armor doing its job. Um, they were able to remove those fragments. I was able to stay in country. And then about a month later, after I had spent some time in the green zone, uh, on my first patrol back out, I got hit by another IED uh, that shrapnel came through the vehicle and into my leg. Uh, it was probably about a piece about that big, uh, hit my my upper thigh bone and stopped. Uh, so I was, I was pretty blessed on that time too. Um, evidently I just was, was prone to be, uh, was 
supposed to be killed that deployment. Uh, took a round to the helmet, uh, took one straight to the, the sappy plate on my body armor in the chest, uh, bruised my ribs pretty bad, uh, but someone was, was looking out for me and figured I had better things to do. So. Thank you for going through that for our country. <laughs> and thanks for serving. And we were talking about the fighting spirit. Can you explain what that conversation was about? The fighting spirit, oh, sure. the need to drive on. Right, well, you know about my time as a teacher and a principal. And when I took that position as a principal, that was the hardest job I ever had. And honestly, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to to make, I didn't think I was smart enough, or you know, I just didn't think I could handle that, that job. And some days were just so hard. I mean, there were day, many days of joy, but some days were just so hard, I just didn't know how I was gonna get through it. And when I was at the school, I did the Veterans Day assemblies, and I learned from men and women like, like these two that you just gotta keep driving on. You get, you get up to live another day. You, know, you dust yourself off, and you just don't let those things get to you, and somebody's always in a worse situation, and you just gotta drive on. And we were talking about that, Chad, bef before the show, right. the driving spirit and, and how that affects you. Yeah, it, I mean, with, with the, the post-traumatic stress disorder and a lot of what we deal with coming home, um, a lot of us lock ourselves away. Uh, and if it wasn't for events like these or things that Christy does, um, we would just sit at home. And this is that motivation to bring us out and, and talk with other veterans to hopefully get them over that hump, uh, to, to strive to basically help other veterans also, so. And we didn't forget about you, Sam. I mean, you're sitting over there and, and and we're okay. celebrating Chad, <laughs> and uh, I'm anxious to Listen. hear your story. Okay. Christy, first of all, how did, how did you meet Sam? Lyndon. 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 That's right, Lyndon. Lyndon. That's okay. I'm um, sorry, it's Lyndon Sam Pang. Okay. Yeah. We met at Texas Roadhouse the first time, I believe. And the first time, but yeah. uh, I asked for help when it gets started. Um, so you were moving for, into a home that was, yeah. what's the name of that organization? Home for Our Troops. Home for Our Troops. So yeah. he, was, he, he got a, a home through Home Through Our Troops, and we were helping him kind of make that transition into that. So that's how we met. And then um, we met again when we were doing the gun classes for the, the girls. When we did those at fundraisers, Lyndon came up to the gun range, and we, I think we were setting up. And we reconnected that way, and then um, when I met Chad, and I found out that these two knew each other, and I didn't realize the chemistry they had together. <laughs> mm -hmm. So now whenever I have to go into a school or I have to do a talk and they want me to bring veterans with me, these two were just phenomenal because mm -hmm. they have great chemistry together. And um, I know. <laughs> I just love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and he has an amazing story as well. Yeah. Can you share it, Lyndon? Sure. Um, I served with 101st, like Chad did, but we're not on the same year. Uh, I served 2009 and t till 2010 at 101st Airborne 
back in Fort Campbell. Uh, we deployed in Afghanistan. So that's my second deployment. Iraq first and then Afghanistan. Uh, I was just there for, I was counting, a uh, month and a day. So March 18, 2010, that's when I got injured. Uh, we were, we're, we're in Paktike province down in uh, Yayakel. And we're, we're just doing a regular patrol, you know, and uh, ambush. We got ambushed by uh, only one guy with RPG on it. So I'm on the first vehicle. The, the first vehicle got hit with the RPG. It's RPG-7, the, um, it's armor first thing. So we went through our vehicles. Our vehicles is MRAP. Still remember those, the big, big truck, Yeah, they called it. So it got struck and the armor, uh, the piercing itself went to the vehicle. So it hit my leg and um, it was at night. So, and I felt it. So everybody's yelling, we got hit, we got hit because our vehicle stopped. Once we, once we uh, assess everything out, I felt something on my, you know, I'm feeling kind of losing my energy or something. I can, I didn't know I was bleeding, so I was bleeding bad. So I tried to get up, tried to grab my weapon, because we have to, we have to get down. And uh, and I can't, I, I can't even get up. So, and after that, I checked everything out. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. My 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 foot is on the other side of the, you know, it's on my left side, where I was just sitting down. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? So, I said, hey, doc, not doc, uh, hey, sergeant. Uh, he was he was on the front, and then I said, sergeant, I got hit. And that's when they call my platoon leader, and my and our medic. So, but my blood, I mean, I keep losing blood because nobody's taking care of me. They're all yelling, they got hit too. So what I did is, I guess it's the training wise. So what I did is I took my belt out, put a tourniquet on my own. And uh, after that, uh, we assessed everything, we went to our, back to our barracks. And uh, after 20 minutes, the the medevac came, and uh, there is no morphine for 20 minutes because we ran out. I was hurting. I was really hurt. I didn't lose my consciousness. I was awake every time. And um, the funny thing is, it's not funny, but mm -hmm. um, I asked the medic if he still got a morphine. He, he said no, sergeant. He said, I got Tylenol or <laughs> morphine. <laughs> so give, me the, give me those. <laughs> yeah, give me those. So I took them. And uh, after that 20 minutes, medevac came. Uh, I grabbed the medic, the nurse. I mean, we called the medic doc. I like a nurse. So I grabbed him, hey, doc, I need morphine. So I fell asleep, woke up in the hospital in Fab Sharana, Afghanistan. I woke up there trying to assess everything to me. I said, you know, those emergency lights, they're, they're, they're bright. So I woke up, all I see is uh, 
and shadow, <laughs> shadow, and then the bright light. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> and one of the captains said, no, you're not. You're fine. You're gonna be fine. So after that, I I know I'm gonna be amputee. You know, below the knee. I didn't know it's gonna be below the knee. I thought it's above. Once I got to uh, stateside in Walter Reed, I was there for two and a half years, getting out and rehab. For uh, I told my prosthetist that in two months I'd be walking, in four months I'd be running. I did. I did all those, but. PTSD and a lot of surgery that I need to go through again because they had to save the knee. So they they took uh, they took a muscle they call it muscle transplant. So they took my lats to save my knee. I mean, it, it's better for me because once you're above the knee, you cannot do anything like squatting or you know running running. Can it's kind of hard when you don't have a knee. So I did run, I did, but after all those setbacks, the PTSD, uh, I thought doing something, you know? But since my wife is there, and uh, it's not, she's not in the United States before, she was in Philippines. So uh, what happened is, um, Michelle Obama went to my uh, room and talked to me about it. And uh, she said hi. She's visiting most of the wounded warrior. So she asked me what can I do, what she can do for me. I said, I want my wife in the United States. So they took her name out. Senator in Alaska. I'm from Alaska. Senator from Alaska called me back. And hey, you're gonna, your wife's gonna be here. So I don't believe it, you know? I'm like, whatever. So after two weeks, they did it. Michelle Obama brought my wife here to be with me. So that's the story of my life. And, you know, um, we, could, we could say, I'm sorry you had to go through that. We could say thank you, but to me, you know, how do you really? Yeah, there are no words. There really aren't any words. How do you really express the gratitude that you guys have from us for what you've done? And, you know, there's the organization Root for Boots mm -hmm. is the best way that I can think helping your organization to say thank you to these individuals because you you serve those who served yes so and we say at roots for boots i never served but this is my way of serving my country so you can serve your country in different ways and we ask people to use their gifts talents and resources to help us and how did you you said you you asked for help then yes yes i was i was in my old house and the VA wasn't, I was working, I just work, and my wife doesn't, and uh, the VA didn't start paying me. So I got mortgage, I got cars, so I heard Roots for Boots, you know, they're helping out, so I reached out for Christy. So how long have you had a, a relationship with this organization? 
the first year I asked for help, that was a long time ago. Yeah. And then I saw her once. Every time we see each other, I say yes. hi. But <laughs> but since since you got your yeah yeah since that's you right. got your uh, tractor and now we that's when I started yeah. back yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. talk to Christy again. Yes, and now you're giving back. You're continuing uh, to serve your country uh, through what you do. Yeah. Right. You know, for I us. ask her, what do I need to do to get to get back? So yes. I try to help her out. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have Memorial Day where where there's individuals like yourselves who the experience took their life. You know, they're, they're great patriots. And as you said, they would want us to serve for them. Mm -hmm. To honor them. To honor right. them mm -hmm. through service. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what your organization mm -hmm. does. So how can people support you? How can they help Roots for Boots mm -hmm. to, to honor individuals who, as Chad said, you come back and you're not full. Part of you is missing, um, either uh, mentally, emotionally, or physically, possibly even spiritually. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So, how can people help you? Well, there, there's a, a bunch of different ways. So, I mentioned our food bank that we have the second Tuesday of every month. So, we're always looking for people to do food drives for us. We have close to 200 veterans that come through that. On a regular basis. Every month, the second Tuesday of every month. So once we deplete our non-perishables, we got to build that back up, but I've only got about three and a half weeks to do it. So we always ask businesses, schools, neighborhoods, individuals to organize food drives for us. So if you're having a barbecue or something like that, the ticket to your barbecue is some non-perishables. And then you can drop them at the markets at Hanover. They have a, a, a bin there for us. You can always donate at our website. It's just rootsforboots.com. You can do that. You can, you can use your own gifts and talents and resources to help us, whatever those might be, um, to have a fundraiser. You know, do your own fundraiser to help us out. Or just volunteer. Do what you can. You know, some people might not be able to do things monetarily, but they might be able to do a neighborhood food drive. We had um, one person hang grocery bags on the doorknobs of each of their neighbors with a list of our non-perishables, and then she went back and collected all the bags. She had a, I think she had a note in there of when they're going to be picked up. And she, she completely filled and overflowed our, um, our donation container. And it's on a big skid, so it's not like a little, a little mm -hmm. container. So there's, there's different ways. And I, was, I always tell people to be creative, you know. Mm -hmm. Be creative. And if they wanted to get in contact with you, Christy, mm -hmm. they could always just go to your website. Yes. Rootsforboots.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, make contact through there. Mm -hmm. um, All our contacts on there. Okay. And there's various things that you do throughout the year um, yes. to raise funds. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. must be raising a lot of funds. I mean, I, I remember when you were fighting to give one track I know. chair away. <laughs> now you're up to 20. 20. Uh, yeah, given. and then we're exceeding that. Yes. We'll probably exceed that this year. <laughs> and this year you will have given away two? Probably more. Probably more than that, but this community is very generous, especially when it comes to our military. And I mean, that's another way you can honor um, someone who's fallen for, on Memorial Day is to make a, a donation. And you can tag it for something. So you can tag it for a track chair, you can tag it for our food bank, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So being creative, uh, you know, you could have um, a cookout. Hmm? And at the cookout, uh, 
try to get people to to sponsor mm -hmm. your mission mm -hmm. and then uh, share the, share the proceeds mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh, you have a Memorial Day ride that comes up yes the uh, Jeremy Redding Memorial rides coming up on the 28th that's the Sunday before Memorial Day it it assembles at the South Hanover Wise markets there you'll see us all gathered there in the in the parking lot I think last year we had was it over 200 bikes? Yeah. It, was ever, it was incredible. The weather was beautiful. That one we gave a Marine a motorcycle that we turned into a trike okay. for him. So mm -hmm. he was having issues with mobility. So that's another thing we do. Okay. So, and that was a, a beautiful day. Um, so come on out for that. It, the activities start around 9. The ride takes off at 1 o'clock. Okay. And that's something that takes place every year. Okay. And then you have various things that happen throughout the year. Uh, sometimes you have people who their talent is to make things and, mm -hmm. and, and they make art and mm -hmm. they sell it and things like that. And they can learn more about that on your webpage. Sure. Okay. And, um, you know, is there, we're coming to the end mm -hmm. of, of the show. And is there anything, Sam? Um, Lyndon, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Lyndon, is, is there anything you would like to say to the people watching today about Roots for Boots and, and, and your, your experience with them? Yeah, they've been generous for not just, not just the new veterans, I call it new veterans, but all the veterans she serve. Most of the organization, they do that. They don't do that. So she helped me probably twice, I think. So she's generous. <laughs> help them, help them out. I mean, support, support yeah. the roots for boots. So thank you. And it's not me. God's our CEO. I'm just a chief enthusiasm officer, and That's it's this community. Right. It's the community that comes together because without the funding from the community, you know, we wouldn't be able to do it. And you do more than track chairs, as you yes, said. Yes. I, I remember uh, one of your experiences was to remodel someone's house so it, it fit um, his needs and the family's needs. Yes. Well, we had a veteran that was moving out of a, a homeless shelter into an apartment. So we helped supply a bed, a dresser, and some kitchen supplies that he needed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Chad, would you like to say anything to the people watching? Um, First of all, I mean, thanks for everyone's support because uh, I know this is a very generous community. Um, keep up the great work. Uh, support uh, Roots for Boots. And, you know, if you're out at an event, come say hi. Um, we would love to talk to anyone. Uh, and, you know, just, just keep up the great work. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thank you very much, Christy. Uh, well, I guess uh, with Memorial Day coming up, I just want to remind everyone to um, encourage your family members and your friends who have served to, to tell their stories. Even if they're hesitant about it, I think it's important. And even if they don't want to tell their stories verbally, have them write their stories down. I think that's important, and that's one of the ways that we pass that patriotism on that I talked about earlier. You know, one of the greatest ways to honor our fallen is to love our country as much as they did and, and to show that patriotism. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to come in and share your stories. And thank you so much, General, for everything that you do. General. <laughs> Lucas, and thank you for taking the time to watch this segment of Open House. And uh, we encourage you to uh, get on the website, look at uh, Roots for Roots uh, information, what they all do. And um, if you have a special talent, and share it. Share it through Roots for Boots. If you want to serve, if you want to honor those who who served our country and still are serving our country. Um, please, this is the, a, the best way to do it, a great way to do it. It's not the only way to do it, but um, the difference that your organization has made in, in, in uh, our community is amazing. And, and you're just still getting started, you know? <laughs> and, and thanks to your efforts at home to support Roots for Boots, um, um, they're able to do this and much more. So please get on the website and help serve those who served. Thank you for watching this segment. And until we have a chance for another segment, stay healthy and remember that you are the best.